0: When you see the mature rating come up, do you also boo when there's no sexual content advisory? <laughs> Actually, yeah. <I> do. <laughs> At the beginning of every FX episode?
1: Yeah. No, I literally do. Sometimes I go, oh, boo. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. I'm like, point? I'm like, someone take their top off. Um, no. Yeah. I do that. I do that with all my shows. If there's like a language, if there's a violence rating, I'm always like, let's go. It's on. It's yeah, on. It's yeah. on.
1: I mean, it's 10 p.m. What other ratings should there be if not a mature one? Yeah. (laughs) We say fuck at this hour.
0: (laughs) At this hour of the night, we say. You know, I actually didn't know that for a long time. Uh, Growing up, I didn't realize that um, shows that were on after 10 didn't get monetized the same way that other shows do at other times of the day. So I remember I must have been watching an episode of something kind of raunchy after hours when I was in, like, high school. And Mm -hmm. somebody dropped the F-bomb, and I was like, whoa (laughs) what what wait wait a minute now like is this HBO yeah I was so shocked but it was more or less just that I ended up in bed most times in high school once the sleepy time tea set in
1: so (laughs) once the sleepy time tea oh my god wow uh this episode oh oh my god it was great Jesus. it was great i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie this is the most amped i've ever felt about what we do in the shadows episode like all season since maybe pride parade
0: yeah oh my god (laughs) remember last week when we were like oh like maybe maybe uh there'll be another good one this was the this was
1: it this was was the good one from start to finish such a good episode
0: This one is going to be so hard to forget. I would never even try. I'd never even try. But I think, I mean, even though it's a very spoilery episode, it's the type of episode that I recommend to somebody who'd never seen the show. Um, Oh my God. Tell me,
1: tell me your immediate reactions, Caitlin. What a great, like, opening for Laszlo alone. Ooh. every, I mean, we talk about Matt Berry so much on this podcast because of course we do, but i'm sorry every word that came out of his mouth i'm like let's go let's go i'm already in it like just starting up the return of camera <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah yeah, uh the what follow me <laughs> <laughs> what yes oh Wonderful. <laughs> my
0: gosh yeah i agree what a great cold opening yeah. i felt like we just got right into it like we sunk our teeth in literally from the very yeah. beginning of the episode and it just felt like so much was going on all at once um yes the little frogs with guillermo's hair, <laughs> <The> hair. <laughs> matt kicking the railing um and knocking yes. it down oh my gosh i loved it i loved it oh he came in so hot like his energy right at the top of the episode it was such a kick in the gut
1: it was um, that you just immediately felt gauged. Yeah, when he, when he goes ipso facto, fuckhead, <laughs> like, <laughs> and kicks the barrier, I'm like, let's go. Because we talk about so much how Laszlo is like, nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out what's going on with everybody. Like he's a yeah. fixer. He needs yeah, he's a to fixer know What's going on? And he's just like, "All right, Guillermo, we're gonna learn how to fly because we—I have these flying frogs that he is now emotionally attached to." It seems. <laughs> <No> yeah, <way. laughs> he's the greatest because he's the schemiest of the gro- the
0: bunch. Like everybody mm-hmm. is doing their own little, obviously, always doing their own little schemes. But I feel like Laszlo his intention is always that it is a scheme like he's not gonna bullshit you about that he's always scheming yeah, like he's always where, ready yeah where nandor is like oh i'm just gonna do this today i think and so is naja where they kind of have their own directions they're going in and life plans and it's always kind of tied back to the meaning of their lives laszlo is more interested in everyone else and their dynamics and, yeah, and finding he's... the scheme finding the plan finding the project That he can
1: accomplish for everyone around him. Big eldest daughter energy. Real, though. (laughs) Big eldest daughter energy coming from Laszlo Craven's worth. I really felt like you really saw that in the episode because he wasn't in it all that much. I mean, it was very balanced, but it was like he was the one that, held down the fort while everybody else was doing their own thing and he was yeah. the, like the safe space to come home to that everybody needed help from like he mm. was there for Colin and Nandor when they needed help with Colin because he was dying and then he was there when Nadia came home too to yeah. like talk through Guillermo being a vampire it's just like oh, he's so mother <laughs> <laughs> well do you think I, I was just thinking this as you were talking like
0: Not that I wasn't listening to you, but, like, you were making me think. (laughs) As we were talking, I I was thinking about my own thing. (laughs) (laughs) Having my own internal dialogue. But you just made me think, like, we talk a lot about Guillermo kind of being the person that keeps things right in the house. But Mm -hmm. I'm starting to wonder, do you think that maybe it's really Laszlo that kind of is the glue that holds everything together? Like, he's what grounds everything in the house, like, without him?
1: 100%. 100%. Ah 100%. Yeah. He's the one that kind of connects them all to each other. Yes. Whether they know it or not and I feel like whether we realize it or not until we start actually reflecting on it. Like I think he's the glue. He's the glue. He's the glue. His character has just I mean so much heart. I think the
0: most of any other person in the cast. Uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like he just brings such a caring and inquisitive energy to everything he's like a student of life he's one of those people that is actually a student of life not self-proclaimed though wouldn't say that to you not douchey but like definitely is constantly learning and taking new things in and very driven and it's just so interesting to watch Mm -hmm. yeah oh my gosh so for him to come out hot in the very first part of the episode and for him to really display his acting chops there's like there's this just immediate rhythm that yes. we're hitting and that first five to ten minutes of the episode it's moving very quickly but it's like mm-hmm. we're keeping up we're keeping up as an audience because we're getting all the information we need we're super engaged because of I think the the cadence of the scene the, the inflection that Matt is using when he's speaking with Guillermo and then like Harvey playing so well off of that inflection um yes. it, it's just it's so stunning to watch yeah I remember I was going to text you. I didn't say it because I wanted to save it for us talking about this. <laughs> yeah, but it I Blancos. was going to text you and say, this is the episode for your consideration. Really, it is. Yeah, like, yeah, this I is, agree. This is the Emmy-making episode to me because it has everything.
1: Yeah, because I feel like it shows story-wise how it's, it's one of those really well-connected things where they all start in one thing in the beginning – the uh-huh. problems are established they all go separate ways but it all comes back in the be- it, it all the comes end. back like and it's all still connected to each other and I feel like it's a really good character episode because we got different pairings that we don't always see like we had Nadia and Guillermo together for the episode and we had Nando and Colin when's uh-huh. the last time you saw that Cause I can't yeah. think of one. Oh, it's um, so good! It's such a great pairing. Yeah, and so we had those, and then we had great cameo, we had uh-huh. great comedy. Let's let's and, not talk about that yet. I gotta. I, yeah, I know, I know. So like... <laughs> we'll, we'll move past it. We'll move past I'm it. Gonna it for now. I'm gonna burst. I'm gonna burst. But... But then, like, also just, I feel like with the camera works, too, because, like, the direction of everything, because it was moving so fast, but, like, it's not like you're, like you said, you're not trying to keep up with everything. It's just, like, you're moving on to the next thing, Uh and it's going so smoothly. You're just getting more and more information, and it's hilarious, and it's fun, and it's fast-paced to keep you engaged. There was not a single dull moment in this episode.
0: There was no lull. That's exactly right. Like, there'll be times um, in some of these 20-minute uh, features where I do find myself taking out my phone and being like, mm-hmm, I gotta do, I gotta check an email or something. Yeah. Like, because I have the attention span of a rat. So, um, but I, I, that didn't happen to me at all this episode. I was no. I was 100%. I was all in right from the get-go. Before we move on, I want to just also praise the special effects in the very beginning because the frogs were great. Um, yeah. Sometimes, as much as I love digital creators, I can be really on the fence about CGI in like these 20-minute episode features because it can just go so wrong, like, if you don't have the budget. You have to be, like, really subtle about it, I feel like. I, First of all, that's just, just my personal opinion. Like, I am not no, qualified yeah. to talk about this at all. But, like, <laughs> I feel like I, as, a, as an audience member, I respond better to, like, visual effects, like, um, CGI animals, things like that, when it's, like, mm-hmm. very quick, very small, not taking up much of the episode. And I really love the frogs. <laughs> that's yes. my point. Uh, <laughs> the frogs I are just, my friends. <laughs> I thought they were so... F- Interesting and cute, and like it was done in a way where I just it didn't take me out of the episode where some CGI does.
1: Yeah, it added to the charm of this show, which is like, look at these fun little things that we can have because we are also a sci-fi fantasy show yes. about yes. vampires and all of their powers and stuff. And I loved them. I expect to see fan art of the little frogs with the little Guillermo hair. yeah yeah.
0: So yeah. Oh, yeah. In terms of iconic images, yes, I agree. That's coming. Yeah. Um there's another moment in the later in, later in the show. There's a couple of these that I'm noticing this season where there's like this great imagery that I just I know yeah. is going to become fan art the moment I see it. I'm like that's iconic. That's something people are going to remember. Um mm-hmm. in Pride Parade there was the very last Couple of scenes of the episode where Guillermo is sitting on the trailer holding the uh, gay guy sign with yeah, yeah. the little hat and the little yeah. rainbow scarf. Like I've already seen that as fan art, yep. and I've loved. I've, I'm pretty sure I've loved and reblogged and, and yep, commented on every single piece. And then later on in this episode, there is a scene with the guide who is back again where she's dressed as a nurse and i already know i already oh, you can, know i could just sense all of the amazing artists across the world that are fans of the show their ears perking up like i have to draw this because it's just nope. such a great image guys shippers
1: uh <laughs> i see you i see you i stand with you um, she'd really be making cameos every episode like she does even, like <laughs> She like does. let her earn her spot in the title cards, please. Like she's there, but like she's just there for a scene every episode. I would love I mean, a guy an episode.
0: I think that Me would be too. really fun. I mean, you've got a great com- comedic talent um, yeah, in give Kristen. Kristen Schaal, flowers. Yeah, so I do. I agree with you on that. But moving on to one of the central conflicts in the show, Colin. Colin. Oh, Colin. Great episode. Great because I feel like there's times with Colin's character when I wonder to myself, huh, like what else can you do? Like what more is there to do with Uh somebody who, like who the entire, basically their entire character is a joke and that's that he is an energy vampire. Like how do you move on from that? What do you do Mm -hmm. with that? And for them to say in the past couple of seasons, like, oh, like what if he just became an extreme energy vampire? Or what if there was an energy vampire council? But then to ask the question, what if he just like was no longer <laughs> what if he was,
1: what if interesting? It was interesting what if he was interesting <laughs> that's brilliant i laughed so hard with uh, just the concept of colin becoming interesting because oh. he has a black eye because immediately when he showed up everyone was interested i'm like okay i want to know why he has a black eye right yeah <laughs> Wait. he's just like oh it's not working <laughs> yeah what did he, what did he say <laughs> i'm too goddamn interesting i'm too g damn interesting <laughs> oh yeah i'm too g damn interesting <laughs> then followed by what the
0: fuck <laughs> yeah what the fuck <laughs> that's so funny oh um, so good I love Laszlo's response to that which is uh, <laughs> well You're fuck my, my old boots. boots son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> I have to like Write down everything he's ever said so I can use it in my everyday life because he's so so funny.
1: So we try not to text each other when the episodes are happening like we normally do when we're watching something Uh at the same time because we want to save it for podcast. Yeah, but that was the line I had to just (laughs) immediately scream it to you. I'm like, (laughs) I just texted you. Well, fuck my own boobs. (laughs) Like this is great. I was I was like gripping my phone, sweating, trying not to say it back to you.
0: I got to I got to save it. But oh, that's so
1: good. Immediately into my vernacular. <laughs> it was so good. But listen, John oh my Slattery. God. Huh? What a great time.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? I when he I wasn't I wasn't sure what I was getting when uh-huh. he showed up. Because you kinda of see a blur of him and you're like, Is that Ted Danson? <laughs>
1: I know, I thought it was Ted Danson too. I was like, No fucking way he got the show. Yeah, and then he comes into the shot and you're you like, know, like Anderson Cooper? <sighs> oh <laughs> Oh, oh, What other older oh. white man with really white hair and glasses oh. are there? Where are my silver foxes?
0: <laughs> no, but I do think, I wonder if the casting directors were like, how do we feed the gay people in our audience when they cast it? <laughs> no, because <laughs> listen, because listen. I totally do. Um, he's baby girlified in my book. So as a past enjoyer of Mad Men. <laughs> I love the bit where they're in the car together. And John Slattery is just talking and talking John and talking, Slattery, and energy vampire and like, confirmed. Yeah, right, right, right. And he asks them <laughs> if they've ever seen the movie Spotlight, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is this excellent Michael Keaton film. But I just couldn't believe he brought it up because it's one of those films you never. It's a great, it's a great film, but you just never hear about mm-hmm. it. So when he said it, I was like. Oh. I'm sorry. And which is also, I mean, which makes sense because he's in it, but like, I don't know why, but that, that just like clicked for me and I thought it was such a funny thing to bring up because it reinforced this idea that he just has all these niche things that he wants to talk about with them but he is also kind of an energy drain
1: he is and I love that like the entire time like half most of the conversation was just him trying to figure out like the Great Lakes accent no. of Colin Robinson <laughs>
0: like... I also love that his character in this scene and this is going to be niche so I don't know if everyone's going to know this but it's very similar to like a Chris Fleming character
1: oh yeah um, like yeah, the yeah, bits yeah where he
0: just keeps talking and talking over everybody and everyone's Reacting to what he's saying, but he just continues to keep talking and saying random niche things. If you've never experienced Chris Fleming, he has a comedy special that just is either airing now or is about to come out on Peacock. And then he has some great YouTube videos and stand up that you should watch because he's just,
1: I mean, Incredible, he is just incredible incredible comedy. <laughs> yeah they are they are like i'm sure most of people have seen the video company is coming yeah company is coming was viral that's the viral the one and it came from his show uh <laughs> gail on youtube which is really just formed who i am today so
0: <laughs> no it's so i mean his comedy was so formative to both of us caitlin because i remember i don't know i don't remember exactly how i came it wasn't companies coming no it was, um, i think i watched the show great that. For, for me it was this great bit from his web series gal where he uh talks about <laughs> he talks about uh the checkout cashiers he talks about the cashiers <laughs> at trader at joe's, trader joe's. And how they always are just, like, so involved in your shit. Like, they're asking you, like, about your your frozen tacos. Someone's making tacos
1: tonight.
0: (laughs) Someone's making tacos. (laughs) You ever taken a Spanish class? (laughs) It's always something. (laughs) And I remember seeing it. uh, I think it just came up in my Instagram Uh one day. And I was like, holy shit, who is this? And found the Gal series and just... It changed my life forever. It changed all of our lives
1: forever. Real. If you like what we do in the shadows, you'll like Chris Fleming. I promise. <laughs> so going back to them in the car with John Slattery, I loved so much how John just kept on talking and talking, and then Colin looks at Nando and he goes, "Okay, fuck this." And then it pans out, and you just see Nando and Colin just <laughs> jump both jump out of the car as it's still moving. It that made me laugh so hard. Just something about them just going, "Nope." <laughs> Onto the road was so good. That's one of my
0: favorite bits, the tuck and roll. When when both characters look at each other and they're like, No, we're no, not doing we're this out. anymore. And they get out. one of my definitely one of my favorite bits of all time. Yeah, never gets old for me. So in addition to this dynamic we have between Nandor and Colin, we're also seeing this great super rare plot point between Naja and Guillermo. <gasps>
1: yeah, which I feel like you and I both really, really wanted to see more of. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot
0: of things that we asked for. For definitely centered around Nadja's character this season, like we wanted to see more of her prowess as a vampire, and like more of her like being able to act in larger scenes where you know she gets to do more complex work than just kind of like hanging out around the club that they owned last season. So I feel like we got all of that in this episode.
1: Yeah, I was like, wow, what a great Nadja episode you can have when you let Nadja do things outside of the house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, it's really, really nice. <laughs> Let the women in your comedic shows do things. Let them do
1: things.
0: Let them do things. I like that the vet's feedback is to put everyone down. I do
1: too. <laughs> I thought that was great. Like, oh, it could happen again. 40, you just don't know. He's got a couple good years left in him, but you might as well put him down. And it's more about like, quality okay. of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that the uh, other vets had like cages around their heads for no reason. Other than like, why not? Yeah, I would like. I just like well, the detail.
0: This particular scene, there are there's a lot of great attention to detail with costuming, mm-hmm. right? You've got all of these great prosthetics on characters, and we've been talking about Lorelai. I'll say it again. <laughs> it sounds like I said. Hold on, it sounds like I said. <laughs> we've been talking about Lorelai. <laughs> I'll say it again. <laughs> Um, but but I think when the writers open the doors for us a little bit and we get to kind of peek inside and see some of the lore, some of the other lore and the, what we do in the Shadows universe, mm-hmm. like some of the other creepy characters and ghouls and goblins and creatures. It's all about the creatures, baby. Mm-hmm. That's why we love the Night Market episode so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I feel like when we saw the frogs earlier, I was wondering, I was like, are we going to get some good creatures? Are we going to get some good creatures this episode? We did. Are we gonna get lucky? (laughs) Yeah, we did. We got some, we got various creatures. It's all about the creatures. It's all about the creatures.
1: I loved seeing Guillermo high on whatever drugs they had because I love that he called everyone a bitch but affectionately and everyone was a different sort of bitch. I love that Colin Robinson was a little boring bitch, an LBB. no pp and he's like i love you nadia and you know who else i really love i really love Maslow, although he's a bit of a horny bitch <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then here we go girlies because he said uh, strapping it. strapping it, <laughs> nanderville shippers because we got a line we got one hell of a line this episode and he goes but you know who i love the most is nandor he's like queen bitch I think he calls him a queen bitch I, I kind of missed it because I was just like ah! <laughs> but, oh my god I hope
0: I couldn't hear it very well either I hope it was queen bitch oh I hope it was yeah. I hope it was Alexa play queen bitch by David Bowie <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> oh uh, yeah so that one's gonna go a long way
0: well the intention behind saying it last like say yeah. the best for last because when he started talking, I think we everyone at home. Yeah. Everyone in their little homes right now, in their little crevices uh-huh. watching this, gripped their, their their toes to their carpets I know I and did. like leaned forward. I know yeah. I did.
1: Because like he wasn't because like I was like, he's he's high on drugs right now and he's saying how much he loves people. I'm like, I swear to god, if they just like bypass him saying anything about Nandora, I'm like, they know what they're doing. They know this yeah. is great bait. So when he wasn't saying it, I was like, Come on. Just give me just give me a little something. Best for last, baby. Best for last. You know who he loves yeah, the most? best for last. You know who he loves the most? It's
0: Nandor. My real-time thoughts were like, if he doesn't mention Nandor, I feel like that's going to be a, give, a bigger tell of just where things are going to just not even... Bring it up to just be like, oh, yeah, Kihirobo and Colin. And then maybe he gets interrupted before he can even say it. But that's what I he, thought too. But then when he did say it, and it was the very last one that he got to say it before they got interrupted, I was like,
1: compels me.
0: <laughs> compels me though. <laughs> compels me
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when Nadia comes in, he's like, oh, hey, Nandor, you finally showed up. Did, did, really? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Unless I'm just. Yeah? that delusional that's what i heard but i swear to god that's what he said he calls her oh. nandor oh and then he oh. continues on his little drug-filled talkings. no shit yeah wow wow i'm you just blew my mind <laughs> it's the mid-season baby here's another thing that I loved about this episode it was there was like genuinely uh-huh. like a couple moments where i was like oh my god <laughs> like yeah, just the fact that yeah, there was some shock value. Like, now Nadja knows, because like I was really, mm. it's like I was really excited last episode because I was like, oh my god, the news is finding out that there's vampires. But then I remembered it's the local news, and apparently no one else besides you and I watched the local news. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, uh, but then this episode, I'm like, oh my god, what if she actually finds out because of all this blood work? And she's like, mm. oh, because of his Van Helsing blood, I have to go and save him. They're gonna find something weird. And I was like, oh please. I just want her to know because that'll add so much. That'll be so much more interesting yeah. if they like open that up to like now another person knows that he's a vampire yeah. and they did it and they did it yes. and they fought together both using their vampire powers. It was very oh. great. It was cool. Let's let's talk
0: about that. Let's break that scene down because there's so much to pull apart there that is, I mean, I'm, I'm like a little bit of a fanatic about now because yeah. as I'm thinking about it because starting with Naja's reactions to not just Guillermo's vampirism but also the possibility that Guillermo is in danger mm-hmm. um, are so telling about how she actually feels about him yeah. and that she actually does care about him. And, and, and this is great for me because toward the end of the episode she kind of says to the vet oh, like I'm taking him so that his master can kill him but like she doesn't know anything contextually about why Guillermo changed when she ultimately decides to decides to save him so yeah. it's not like that was ever her f- intention from the beginning she just genuinely like knew he was in harm's way and went after him because she does care about him yeah
1: it's such like a reluctant best friend type of dynamic where she she cares about him deeply but she can't she can't voice those feelings for him. No, but
0: she knew she was going to lose him and hurry first of all, the whole bit where she's she screams at the vet and the glass breaks mm-hmm. and he gets thrown through the air. I was like I it was like I was watching Monday Night Wrestling. I was like, yeah
1: That's my girl Get his ass
0: Get his ass Yeah oh what did you think about that? What did you think about that whole scene from from where she screams at the vet to where she's breaking down all the doors and you've got all these great creatures and then she ultimately finds him?
1: What did you think? Well, I loved it because, again, you have Nadia finally doing something and it's like you're letting yeah. her be herself. You're letting her be a vampire. Like, we're seeing more of her vampire skills. Not that we've never seen them before, but just, like, putting them to use. Mm-hmm. I just loved it because she's, she has to go and save Guillermo, whether, like, I mean, it's a little bit reluctant, but, like, not really. We know deep down, because she's like, you guys don't get to kill him. Nandor gets to kill him, basically. Yeah, but, like, she wants yeah. to save him. Like, she get, like the, her face, like, when the doctor first tells her, like, mm, we gotta put him down, she's like, uh, no. <laughs> I think we're gonna keep him. Thanks. We're just gonna take him yeah. home. Uh, but I really liked it. I loved, like... Every little room that she went into, there was, like, a different, like, setup with some sort of patient and creatures and things (laughs) and just, like, her screaming for Guillermo and ultimately, like, their fight together. I felt like it was, like, almost like a tease into what we could get when he becomes a full vampire and they all actually start working together because... Um, yes. she was holding her own quite well, but then like when she did need help, like he was able to like step in and
0: Yeah, help her win
1: the fight. It was ah, chef's kiss.
0: Well let's talk about that too though, because in our last episode review mm-hmm. for episode five, we talk a little bit about how it seems like Guillermo is really only able to express himself as a vampire in intense and emotional situations. Yeah. Which is why when his friend is in trouble. He's able to break out of yeah. his restraints and help her. Both proving our hypothesis, but also just putting into play this great and underutilized dynamic between them where Naja is caring about and saving him and he's doing the same for her. And it's completely transactional mm-hmm. in this way that I think helps him out at the end of the episode when Nandor shows up.
1: Yeah. And like, cause Naja is always protecting a friend in a way. Um, but she just has to choose, unfortunately, like, which friend is she protecting? Like, she gets really upset. Well, first of all, she gets really upset that her husband hasn't told her this information. Yeah. And, like, rightfully so. And then also, then she gets really pissed because she's like, now I have to hide the secret from my housemate? No. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to do that. And she's, like, pissed on her friend's behalf, but then also, like, understands that, like, she does kind of have to keep Guillermo's secret because, for, like, his safety, because Laszlo thinks that there's a solution to it. What do you actually think of that about Laszlo's theory that if he stops Guillermo's vampire transformation that Nandor can actually like turn him?
0: I think it's an interesting... Ah, this, that's a good question because I could see this being the climax of the entire season. Mm-hmm. like The will-he-won't-he once he finds out that everyone in the house ex- uh, except for maybe Colin Robinson uh, is <laughs> Who doesn't keeping give this... Secret from him because, like, at the beginning of the season when it was just Guillermo, I think we and I were both like really intrigued by Nandor's potential response to that. Mm -hmm. Like, will he feel betrayed by Guillermo? How will this change their dynamic? But now that Laszlo and Nadja both know, I feel like it changes everything. Like, it has the potential to completely flip the dynamic, and I just don't know if Nandor given that he's the odd man out and doesn't know what's going on, is going to be receptive to laszlo's plan because we just don't know how he's going to respond to this truth about guillermo it's so i mean it's like every single episode the more i'm like oh this is gonna be a tragedy this is this is tragic oh this is
1: actually so fucking sad every show we watch somehow ends up being a tragedy despite half of them being comedies (laughs) it's time to stop yeah yeah
0: not to bring it up again but there are times when i've watched succession the past with the (laughs) with the underlying assumption that I am going to laugh for most of it, and then I end every episode on my knees at a beachside, yeah. sobbing.
1: Uh, two of our funny haha shows recently, um, that being, if you know already from this podcast, you already know what I'm going to say, but if you don't know, it's Our Flag Means Death and Good Omens, uh, have just absolutely just knocked me over the head with a shovel, is what they have done. <laughs> and this was supposed to be a fun time. Not a bad time, and um, I I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. And if this show does it again, I don't. I mean, I, first of all, I'm here for it because I love angst, but also, yeah. Oh my God, let people be happy for once. But with Laszlo saying that he can stop Guillermo's transformation, I feel like half of the things that he's been doing is just been like <laughs> seeing what he can do and furthering along his transformation.
0: Mm. Yeah, it does seem like he's actually perpetuating what's going on with yeah. Guillermo. So
1: Unless he's got another thing to up his sleeve.
0: I would like, I mean, you know, I would love a season where Guillermo is a vampire and this, season, this show's got, what, one more season that's renewed for? Definitely
1: renewed for another season, but I don't know about a seventh season.
0: So I'd be curious to see if six is the final season and if it is, if it's like a season that's fully dedicated to Guillermo's growth as a vampire or if we're going to go back to the status quo again. Um, And I'm like, I'm kind of inclined to say that I don't think we can keep doing that. Like, it's been five seasons, and you and I have already uh, both had, I think, some valid concerns about the monotony of Mm -hmm. some of Guillermo's plot lines. First, I just want to say, I think the writers are doing a great job this season because there's nothing monotonous about Guillermo's transition into a vampire. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's very different and new. I think it's working. I think we just need to kind of go full speed ahead in that direction, you know? Yeah, which
1: is why I love this episode so much, because there was so much where the rest of the season is going to be impacted. Like you said, now that Naja knows, yeah, it's a whole different dynamic, because now two of the vampires know. Now half of the house knows, you yeah. know? And at the same time, it really did feel like a classic
0: episode of this show. Yeah. Or, like, it felt very classically aligned with the original film, where, you know, first the structure of the episode worked, but then, like, all the hijinks, it was all just very on-brand. It just it felt like where the last season or so has been a big departure from what, like, this show's dynamics typically are. Mm-hmm. This kind of brought us back to that, but not in a way that was duplicative. Like, not in a way where it was like we were seeing the same plot lines over and over again. It was just the structure was working, and you could, like, tell that the beating heart of the show was uh coming through yeah are there any other reasons that you felt that this episode really stood out to you
1: i think for me it really is like all the different pairings that we had this episode because Uh you do get like those different dynamics but also ultimately is that they're all helping each other in some way in this episode like they all are caring about each other like nandor is with colin because he's trying to help him like Uh come to his full energy vampire and uh, powers and finally feed again so he doesn't die. And Nadja is helping Guillermo because his entire foot was comically flipped completely around and he needed to, it to go get fixed. And then ends up c- becoming in danger where he's supposed to get help. And she needs to save him because he's her friend and it's just the right thing to do. And then Laszlo is, you know, helping Colin and Guillermo in a way of like helping Guillermo like figure out what's going on in his body and also with Colin just trying to make sure he doesn't die and it's just Mm. they all love each other so much
0: I think my favorite type of story is one where it's framed as a comedy but then when you actually watch it you realize it's a love story Mm -hmm. but it's very discreetly a love story like there isn't a romantic uh overtone or like anything really inherently sexual about it at least in this show uh not in the way that you know (laughs) a a romantic (laughs) show would be Yeah. yeah but uh I love that and you really get that with this show I think my favorite combination of characters is one where it seems like they're all kind of assholes on the surface and um it seems like they're all kind of brought together by circumstance they would never meet each other in any other universe but then things start to happen that suggest that maybe they would <laughs> like, Yeah, maybe there is something fatalistic about this dynamic between these two assholes or this husband and wife duo that doesn't really seem like it would be like they're all riffing at each other all the time. They're all insulting each other constantly and hurting each other. Mm -hmm. But then every couple of episodes, there is this really raw moment between the characters that suggests that there is a lot of love there. Yes. And boy, oh boy, (laughs) does that wiggle my wagon?
1: I love that you just put into words exactly why I love the found family trope, because that's what this is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what oh, this is. Yeah. It's the oh, found okay. family, baby. Caitlin, I'm
0: glad to have you as a member of my found family Aww. so that we can talk about <laughs> these episodes every week together. Uh, that was an
1: adorable segue into the end. Thank you. I,
0: yeah, I love you. <laughs> I will never put you down. you <laughs> never
1: same to you babe same to you even when you contract worms (laughs) Aww, we don't want to i don't want to talk about that on the podcast please (laughs) with one time (laughs) Uh, well, well thank you for listening to our review of what we do in the shadows season five episode six Come back next week when we talk about episode 7. I don't know what's happening then, but we'll talk about it then. And if you haven't already, catch up on all of our What We Do in the Shadows reviews. for review reviewed season 4 and all of season 5 so far on the podcast. We have many other reviews too. You can check them out on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so good at this. We're killing it let's go to bed okay like subscribe follow bye bye (laughs)